Hi guys, welcome back to season 4, episode 12 of Melinda Palm Podcast. And today I'm going to be talking about the importance of representation in film and media. Now, one thing comes to mind when you think of representation in film and media. Imagine, you know, for the first time being a very small child, seeing a superhero or even an astronaut who looked who look just like them. And in the 90s, we, I kind of got that from like Static Shock, um, Storm from X-Men, um, John Stewart, Vixen, and then later on, 2018, you know, as, you know, someone who was freshly out of first year college and, you know, from some little kids, that was their historic of seeing Black Panther. It was the first time seeing a superhero on screen, you know, better yet, this film broke over $90 million and seeing a very predominantly Black cast with Black directors, Black costume design, and Black hairstyles and more actively producing reputation in a positive life. Um, and I remember in 2013, Sandra Bullock was an astronaut character portrayed Dr. Ryan Stone in the film Gravity. And for many of those cases, many young girls witnessed uh, both a female astronaut and a scientist on screen. I think also the context of our own society where we have reflecting superheroes on the big screen it reflects its people, but not so often in entertainment and media industry in particular tend to marginalize people of color and women, just to name a few. Some stories affect all areas of life in terms of how people view themselves, how they live their lives, and how they see others. And I think some contacts in those particular industries distribute how the public sees them, and that's the only form of representation some individuals see, and those portrayals can may be accurate or inaccurate. Many media depict stereotypical representation of people of color and women, whether through Hollywood or on the news as a violent crime the help, terrorists, and of characters, highly sexualized beings, unintentional, unintellectual beings, and more examples. I think also now that we are you know, in light of the LGBTQ community population and the depiction of them and disabled people, seeing um, oneself on screen is very crucial because society is not um, monolithic, but Multifactor, the continuous cycle of excluding diversity, inclusion, and, ignor- and ignoring misrepresentation in the in the entertainment and media industry, showcases the importance of how of having very diverse storytelling actors and directors, and producers involved both on and off the screen and also behind the scene. I think historically, film and media's have a very poor track record in actually representing um, diversity. Hollywood is the biggest exporter of culture, yet has long ignored the importance of diversity since its creation in 2018. I think the root of the injury involves systematic institutionalizing racist practice, where it's being appearing in a de-argorizing, like a de-argorizing role or not appearing at all. Minorities are victims of the industry that relies on old ideas to appeal to the majority at the expense of insignificant minority. I think in Horton, Price, Brown, 1999, and the early 18th century practice presents African-American as in human framework as ignorant, clownish, and animalistic. Specifically, African-Americans were not even afforded the opportunity to play themselves as wives as many white actors dressed in blackface to reinforce white supremacy, creating a cycle of negative effects with society's uh, per, like, like perspective of us. And I think following that period, there were voices of protest rallying against stereotypical and demeaning representation, yet the industry still remained guilty of portraying false narratives, providing limited opportunities for minority. Perhaps one of the most despicable films that served as a catalyst for African Americans to produce their own film was The Birth of the Nation, 1950, which glorified the KKK clan, um, the Ku Klux Klan, and radiated blacks as inferior beings. Therefore, a wave of film showcasing black and its authentic full 
uh, dimensional roles developed by African American film works from independent black studios like the Lincoln Motion Pictures Company and the major um, film company who challenged the notion of every single narrative and stereotypical role. In context, although white executives deserve blame for lack of inclusion and in inaccurate portrayals, there have been minorities over the years who further protrude horrible stereotypes as well. For instance, the first film to feature an all black cast, Hart and Dixie, started the black actor Stephen. Finch, who horribly reinforced the stereotype of lazy, stupid, good-for-nothing um, Negroes who knew who know his place. And not only in the film, but throughout his career, um, Horton, Prince, Horton, Prince, and Brown and Fetchy became the standard for black roles until 1952, when Hollywood discontinued casting such characters. But even with the statement, negative stereotype continued to plague minorities in film. And with degrading roles, Horton, Prince, and Brown in the early 20th century, the present many diverse groups are scrutinized all parts of the films and, and media industry um similarly throughout history as the media industry of print and television involved their influence continue to shape a public opinion about minorities i think the media's uh, industry involves from mostly print and television increases the emphasis of power of mass media with heavy influence in portrayal of minorities and accurately with the rise of television information becoming very easy to available to millions of people often giving people insights into worlds that are unfamiliar and vastly different from their own and as it may be their only encounter was with that part society of the three characters i mentioned before therefore the influence that media has tremendously weighed responsibility and unfortunately many of those studios have created harmful false narratives as an individual continues to see flashes of false information and screw depiction it becomes mentally damaging because when an image and idea presented at a young age takes hold and reinforces over the years of viewing these images becomes reality and for once these stereotypes and misconceptions becomes ingrained in the psyche of american children that becomes self-protruding i think far too long the media exactly reflects their own vision of society in which more often than that is exclusive and damaging and not objective although the process has been made major television outlet has more traditional but not featured drills of color is getting better but portraying one, a one-sided narrative i think also like you see sometimes across the newsroom across the country you don't have a substantial rotation of people of color in the newsroom who are making decisions to what's going on to be trade in the media uh and then clear study done in may of 2018 uh men deliver about 65 percent of political segments while 63 percent of science and, te and technology stories um, come about from that, and then 67% is from crime, 64 is of global issues, Alternatively, females receive minimal airtime, a lot of 32 screen time, and their stories they cover are limited to education and lifestyle stories. Um, unfortunately, media bases are prominent in featuring portrayals of minority primarily as criminals, terrorists, and uneducated, um, highly sexualized people, and I think these depictions portray their minds of viewers and create an unconscious bias, which ne negatively affects the way um, individual interact with each other. I think one thing that has been pointed out, like implicated bias, has led to unnecessary discrimination to police shooting of black males by extending the media's excessive and partial coverage of alleged black criminal created this domino effect that's also impacting the justice system. Many jury members, lawyers, well, judges are involved in constantly making more inclined to deliver a touch of punishment for black um, trial, whether it be male or female. I think for that reason, um, more and more the necessity of having diverse journalism executive producers on screen behind the camera is very crucial society is very multidimensional so that the beautiful mosaic of all people should be represented i think overall there needs to be an increase of heightened pressure to ensure that networks and producers do not have 
do not leave out marginalized groups out of or showcase them in a harmful and inferior or undesirable way. I think Marvel film- filmmakers and media depictions haven't been neglected in including people of color, women, LGBTQ and individuals and those with disabilities on screen and off screen in this current day and age Hollywood continues to exclude people of color from television and film within the industry there's a dynamic of white americans being minority owners minority movers and shakers of creative ideas um but i think also having prominent african-american filmmakers like spike lee have long been a voicing champion the importance of showcasing the positive realities of black experience all of the oscars have recently spotlight the void and recognize diverse work uh spike lee recognized that the problem is larger than the award show he noted um he said and he quotes as i've seen it in the academy awards not where the real battle is it is in the executive office of hollywood studios and tvs and cable network this is where gatekeepers decide to get what made and what is jensen this is what's important those with the green light votes and um Comparing those who have a Muslim face, similar exclusion, stereotype, misrepresenta- misrepresentation, the act of the horror terrorism of 9 11 uh, had a negative connotation that continues to plague many Muslims who had no part in that tragedy. Um, a filmmaker by the name of Xavier Bergen um, and screenwriter noted in 2018 that in the entertainment industry, is guilty of unfairly marginalizing and terrorizing. Uh, Muslims as brutal, cruel, and human terrorists. Um, he quoted, for the most part, when it comes to the entertainment industry, usually what people view and see as a Muslim individual, they'll see a terrorist, which is absolutely ridiculous because it's a small, tiny segment of that population who are terrorists in the first place. But unfortunately, Hollywood tends to only suggest and put up those kinds of portrayals when it deals with Muslim people. An activist and actor, Reza Admin, in 2017, speaks further um, the the truth of the victimizing of Muslim, he explained that the danger that arises when there are failed to represent Muslim civilians as everyday people. What that arises is when people will gravitate towards negative tropes and depict Muslims as criminals, terrorists, or members of ISIS. Um, I think overall, sadly, the reality surrounds this inclusion and fair representation of women, African American, Hispanic, Asian, LGBTQ, and disabled individuals are bleak. I think in total, there are about 29.2% of all characters from underrepresented racial and ethnic groups in which they're below the U.S. census and up 38.7%, as well as the movie-going audience in the country that that this study took for in 2017. A nine-year study by the USC Eggman School of Communication uncovered starling finding from 900 movies. Regarding of the aforementioned groups, they were found these groups have been consistently ignored by the entertainment industry. Within the industry, women have been limited in opportunities and portrayal. Even all the events, women are raxly cast, and unfortunately, they are much more likely to be male to be shown in a sexual really attire and partially or fully naked. Throughout the time, women have been limited in their reputation with their highly sexualized, helpless, or less intelligent identifications. Movies portray the sexualization of women from other racial and ethnic groups, even as these female characters are least likely to be shown in as parental figures. And that was a study done in Smith in 2017. Um, undeniably, it comes from a very powerful job from behind the scenes. And on the movie sets, men dominate the playing field. And, you know, there's a large, you know, gender uh, ratio of 23 male directors to every one female director. And furthermore, African-Americans, Hispanic, Asian don't fare much better. There's just such a 
capacity in available roles for the aforementioned group. And by chance, these ethnic groups are lucky enough to receive screen time and their speaking roles influences are drastically limited. But I think the same issue is true behind the scenes work by directors, screenwriters, and producers, as well as the employment of minorities in these areas that have not been involved. And people of color, the LGBTQ, and those with disabilities need to be given position powers on all levels because I think there was a quote done in 2018 by a fellow named Thomas. He stated that the most, per, the more perspective that has a seat at the table tells more stories, means more sources and different types of ideas, cultures, and worlds, and characters that can expand the possibility for how stories are told. I think since 20, 2007, the invisibility of ethnic minorities has severely lagged in comparison with the changing nature of white actors and actresses. But I think, you know, it's getting better. You know, and especially in 2021, we do have um, Shang-Chi. We did have, you know, a full diverse cast in Black Widow along with the, the Black Widow group. Um, you know, Shang-Chi was a full Asian cast. Black Panther was a full Black cast. And we're going to get Black Panther 2. And in The Eternals, we had a very diverse cast. We have someone of African-American um, color also a female but she's also part of the deaf community as well so that was a big increase in the sign language community and there was an increase of people wanting to learn als because of the black female who portrayed one of the characters in eternal she is black she's a woman and she is deaf so that was another great way to increase you know showing someone of color who's a woman and has a disability of a proper representation i think also as supporting roles have increased for lgbtq communities there was one role in the origin of koala there was a lgbtq figure um presenting that character but i think also having transgender reputation in most um films should be entirely you know visible and you know should be shown on screen and you know I think like most people in society, LGBTQ communities and individuals who fall in love, enjoy shopping, traveling, gardening, raising children, jogging in the local park. They have also experienced the general world causes of life in general and all humans too. I think comparing those to both physical and mental disabilities account for about 2% in the top 100 films of 2016. I think that goes the same for LGBTQ reputation with characters of disability that are more predominantly white or males opposed to ethnic minorities and younger representation. I think overall, having done like this research and although some roles exist for traditionally marginalized groups, correctly far too often, the portrayals are often misrepresented. I think also for people of color, the entertainment industry often projects stereotypical narratives. I think, you know, when we see like in a scandal or how to get murder, those are very predominantly two strong black female that weren't portrayed negatively. They were portrayed as, you know, the boss, the leader, the one people look to. And I think that was a, a different turn. Um, one time there was a example of whitewashing roles, for example, with um, Angelina Jolie playing a Afro-Chinese Cuban in Mighty Hark, Emma Stone, Nella Hall as part of the Hawaiian Chinese character, or Tom Cruise in The Edge of Tomorrow playing what was supposed to be a Japanese character. I think misrepresentation causes an immaculate of negative effect, and if there's a failure to represent, there's a danger of inaccurate portraying society. And I think um, there was one interview done by an African-American filmmaker and screenwriter called Aaron Hart Thomas. He shared an interview in 2018. And I have the quote right here. The terms of misrepresentation tends to be subjectively defined depending on how the source views representation. It's intended on how things should be presented. However, the lack of inclusion from diverse voices in storytelling tends to be limited in the possibility of what stories might be told. 
The craft itself is therefore limited from reaching its potential and tends to encourage a narrow worldview as stories are shared across culture. Finally, the lack of inclusion sends a hostile message, whether intended or not. Not the other voices are not valued or welcome to join the conversation. And I think undeniably filmmakers um, and news outlets do ignore the voices of marginalized groups. Thus, these decisions result in damaging psychological effects. And I think, you know, you try to have a positive result when it does come with great diverse storytelling after directors and producers are involved both on and behind the screen. And if they are not more diverse individuals who are including in that structure of power, the diminish of the idea of the television moves to the world, then nothing can change. I think, you know, we are starting to get more diverse feel, especially with the rise of the popular streaming services like Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, are recognizing that demographic audience that they can reach by incorporating diverse casts and creators. With more content creators behind the scene working in the entertainment and media industry, an accurate reputation will increase and reflect society. For instance, the you know the groundbreaking film Black Panther had defied all expectations and has proved that the public will support films featuring diverse people on and off screen as it surpassed Titanic, becoming the third most successful film of all time in American history. Moreover, the film proved that the power of how stories shape and dispel narrative, especially across the globe, as Black Panther is the first film to be released in the highly restrictive culture of Saudi Arabia in over 30 years. Uh, furthermore, not only are these social effects of positive reputation, there are sub- a substantial economic, economic benefit too. Namely, Black Panther generated $83.9 million to a Georgia economy and, and contributed over $26.5 million in wages for more than 3,100 workers across Georgia. Um, marketing products like apparel, toys, bedding, accessories, just today a few, are vastly being produced due to the film's success. Large benefit like that produces a multitude of sequel films and music parts um, are likely to attract billions of customers and during billions of dollars. As more studios and executives hire more diverse professionals, such as journalists, anchors, actors, directors, doors and opportunities for inclusion will finally open up for the next generation of storytellers. When the idea reaches fruition, individuals will be able to relish seeing an authentic mirroring of society. I think media has been historically grossed irresponsible in their portrayal of people of color, women, and LGBTQ and disability people. The depiction ranges from showing these groups in stereotypical light to being virtually non-existent. People feel validated and a sense of, of worth by seeing themselves reflected on the screen. I think the irritation of diverse filmmakers, directors, and actors, and executives into the entertainment and media industry must increase. In order to eradicate that pattern of exclusion, um, in diversity and inclusion and misrepresentation, marginalized groups must gain access to have a voice in shaping culture. And um, I think, you know, that's very important because now we're seeing that m- more in the films that are being produced. And, you know, I think you got to think exactly what exactly is media representation because you got to think it's always across everyone's top line. And one example, I think, when the Olympics came out in Rio, there was a huge force for reputation, especially for women of color from all over the world. It's important to understand that reputation, though truly understand the depth of seemingly simple compass can be tough. Um, you know, I think you're going to take it through some basis of concept of media uh, representation. And it's important because to the both undeserved communities to our society at large and I think the basic definition of reputation in media is simply how media such as television, film, books, 
can portray certain type of people or community. There are a number of groups who are underrepresented in most Western media that includes, you know, as I said before, and people with a range of body shapes and types, people of non-Christian religion and differently uh, able people. This shows how such increasing of diverse in media, but progress has been long but slowed. Um, there was the all-female cast in Ghostbusters that came out in 2016. Um, there was a lack of, of showing a proper rotation in the uh, Indiana Jones Radio Lost Ark in 1981 of a bad portrayal of an Arbit character. You know, and then 2017, a full cast of black women and hidden figures. But I think also there was just still a nice diverse cast in the Netflix TV show Origins of the New Black. But I think, you know, what's important is that as long as we continue to show the positive light of reputation in media, we can only go one way but up and start to become a new, um, have a new role model in society for the next generation to look up to say, hey, I actually see myself representing in film and media, and that could be me one day. And, you know, having these positive role models in, you know, also in books and, you know, seeing them on TV is the only way for our future to get better and to hopefully diminish, you know, discrimination and racism in our society. But it only works if we all work together. But thank you for tuning into this podcast today. I hope you have a great day. I hope to see y'all real soon for the next episode. But until then, stay safe out there and love you. Until then, bye.